Welcome back to the Money Script Podcast. It's your host, Johannes Harrison. So happy to be with each and every one of you today. I've missed you. It's been a little while. I've been all over the place lately. I was, where did I go? I went to uh, Future Proof in Los Angeles. That was interesting. Um, there'll, there'll be a podcast out about that on uh, another friend's podcast where I talked about my experience and going to a, a financial advisor conference headlined by Red Man and Method Man. I wasn't complaining. Uh, I love those guys. Um, and uh, where else did I go? I went to uh, I went to Miami for the um, uh, Fearless Investor Conference with my friends over at Nitrogen. Uh, that was great. Oh, I thought I had a Nitrogen shirt on. Not today. Next time. Uh, I also went to Minneapolis uh, and had some fun at at the uh, the business. Uh, excuse me, Behavioral Financial Advisor Conference Evolve, which I was a, a speaker. Uh, we'll be posting that sometime really soon. And then I ended it at the American College of Emergency Physicians in Philadelphia. Just getting back from Philadelphia. That's why I'm still a little scruffy here and in a T-shirt today because just say I'm, I'm just getting back, getting grounded, reaching out to all these doctors. It was great meeting you all. If this is your first podcast listening to since ASAP, ASAP, excuse me, um, give me a shout out on Twitter. I want to know that, that this was the first one you heard. Uh, but if you've already listened to some other ones, that's okay too. Still give me a shout out. So I have with me here today in the virtual studio, um, Brittany Kennedy. She is the uh, president and founder, correct? Founder? Yes. That? founder. Yeah, president founder <laughs> of, of Marnay. Um, so we're going to talk to her in a little bit. But before we get into our uh, interview, I, I do want to just take a moment and and let the people of the world know that, that we are keeping um, all of the victims of the current war in Israel in our hearts and on our minds. Uh, I think it's a, some real atrocities are happening there. I don't know all the details cause I'm not there. I'm here. I only know what's being reported, but what I'm hearing about um, innocent women and children um, just really doesn't sit well with me. Uh, I know that war is kind of a part of being a human. It's been here as long as we have, um, but, but we, we got to find a way to come together. Um, it, it, we're just one planet of people. We all bleed red. Don't make me get on that soapbox because I will. Actually, I won't. I'll digress. Um, I do want to talk just a bit about the effects that that wars and conflicts tend to have on the stock market because that's been a lot of what the question has been for me. Actually, Brittany and I were talking just pre-show and and she was curious about the same thing. Um, and so I did some some research on it. So I want to share some of this research with you. And this is brought to you by uh, by Investopedia. And I'll see for those of you watching on, on YouTube, we'll put a link to this or at least, you know, transfer over it so you can see what I'm looking at here. Um, but they've put together some information um, via LPL, did this research for them, on geopolitical events and stock market reactions. So looking back over the last, uh, what is this, mm, 80 years, it goes back to 1941. Is that 80 years yet? Yeah, 1941. Uh, that was the Pearl Harbor attack. And during the Pearl Harbor attack, in one day, the S&P went down by 3.8%. And it had a total drawdown during the time frame of 19%, so negative 19%. And that drawdown took 143 days. We're talking, you know, what, five months before they hit the bottom. And then it took almost a year to recover. It was 307 days before the S&P recovered from that Pearl Harbor attack. Now, remember, that was an attack on U.S. soil. That by far is the worst out of the list that's here. As you see this down there at the bottom, uh, more recently in history, we had the U.S. Terror, terrorist attacks on 9-11. Um, 
Uh, we had a 4.9, almost 5% drop in the S&P in one day, a total drop of 11%, but then it recovered in 31 days. So what does that tell us? What it tells us is that the markets do not like uncertainty. And uncertainty tends to bring downside in the market. But typically, as you saw the list that we had on the screen here, typically that that drawdown is is short-lived and a recovery does come at some point. I mean, the market's always finding reasons to go down and then reasons to continue to go up. So the, the main message here is you can't let these geopolitical activities or what's happening with one individual company, et cetera, drive your long-term decisions about your investments. The best idea is just to stay invested for the long-term, unless your goals have changed, unless your risk tolerance has changed, just stay invested. So with that, um, let's get to Brittany. So Brittany, welcome to the Money Script Podcast. Um, Tell us a little bit more about your organization. What do you do? Sure. Um, So the name Marnay, it was founded in 2015. We rebranded to actually Marnay from Signature Tax Solutions in 2021. We offer accounting, lending, insurance, advising. So that means payroll, bookkeeping, taxes, credit repair, um, just business advising and all business filing, brokerage for lending, all insurance, health, life, property, casualty. So all the fun stuff when it comes to financial support for businesses and individuals. Got it. Got it. So what made you want to uh, start your own firm? Um, I was doing financial consulting for a company called Robert Half. So I would work full time for them and I would go to different organizations and do accounting um, in whatever financial project they had us working on. So it was always fixing something wrong uh, in an organization. And so I decided I wanted to do that, um, like help do the same thing in accounting and fix problems for people when it comes to financial issues. But I wanted to do that for smaller organizations or smaller people and organizations, not just the big corporate people. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's kind of break down those different areas that you work with people. Cause the one that, that I'm most familiar with is in um, business owner tax related and, um, and bookkeeping and, and things of that nature. It, can you share with some of the individuals that are starting a business? At what point do they need to start thinking about creating an entity like an LLC or a corporation? Is it the first dollar they make as soon as they get an idea and you know start selling things on Etsy? Or is there a financial number they should be thinking about? How should they go about that process? Um, as soon as you start thinking about a business, you should honestly start thinking about the structure. So that is a part of your initial thinking process. And, and so people don't know what they should file. And your options are a DBA that's just going to the county registering as doing business as $26, right? Minimum um, input as far as financial to be able to do that. But you are a registered business and that's what you should do initially. LLC, a limited liability company separates the liability from you and the business. So that is, you ha- kind of have to have more information about the company depending on what they want to do. 
So if your business is at risk for any sort of liability or a higher risk business, that means uh, as an accountant, I have risk of doing a tax return wrong or, you know, insurance, not putting the correct insurance in. That risk can happen whether I have one client or zero clients. If you are a trucker, you have a liability every time you're on that road. So regardless if you made a dollar or not, you should be registered as a limited liability company at minimum. So that way it separates the risk from you and the organization if anything was to happen under the organization. Um, and then you have your S corporations, you know, once you start making a higher dollar amount, typically, um, once you start to be profitable and can start to pay yourself a salary, that's when we make that recommendation, um, about 50 to a hundred thousand dollars in profit. And then going over to your C corp, uh, typically that recommendation will come when you have about a million and it's, you know, at that point you and the business are completely separate with the C corporation. So there's a couple of things that have to go into consideration, but if you had to put a dollar amount, I would say, um, those different dollars amount of it could be immediately it could be as simple as a dba could be llc but once you start getting to 50 to 100 s corp a million c corp so can you tell us uh, have you come across any situations where um you met maybe a client or a potential client that did not have the uh entity in place that they needed and and how that affected how it affected them absolutely um so um, I have a client who was who has a restaurant and they have had several issues when it comes to structure because of their previous accountant. Uh, one of the first things is they had signed a lease. And when they signed the lease, they did not have their LOC in place when they signed the lease for their restaurant. And when they signed that lease, they signed it as their name. And when they signed it as their name, uh, they end up having to close the business before, I think it was like a five-year lease or something like that. The um, place was a really kind of a bogus place. They had issues with the landlord and different things like that. But eventually they end up nigging on their lease and leaving without paying the final balance. So of course the landlord kept all of their equipment, but they also turned around um, a few years later and sued the client and they were able to go into that client's personal bank account and take money out of their personal. Yes. And they were unaware of that. So they went into their personal bank account and took the money out of their personal bank account. And it was like, okay, so we were going back through paperwork and it was like, he was like, well, it was in the business name. So I was like, okay, let's go back and get the lease. And we looked at it and his lease was signed in his name. He said it's because he had not completed the LLC yet. So he went ahead and just put it in his personal name as opposed to the LLC. Ouch. Yep. That's uh that's a sounds like a very expensive lesson to learn. Yes, it was very expensive. Um, so in this same client had another issue with um they were filing tax returns, a previous client, or I'm sorry, a previous accountant, and their structure wasn't correct. So they were filing C corporation tax returns, but had not notified the IRS that they were a C-Corp. So their tax returns kept getting kicked back and the IRS didn't notify them. They just didn't accept it. And so anytime you don't file a tax return, a C-Corp, S-Corp, it can be very costly. Um, and they charge you per month in penalties. So it got very mm -hmm. expensive with this. And this issue was from the same accountant. So structure is very important. Timely is very important. And so making sure that those things are in place, including your business filing in place at the very beginning is extremely important. 
Understood. Understood. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, uh, that's the same way I, I, I look at things when clients ask me, um, should they get a corporation or an LLC or, or any sort of entity? I say first, the first word in L LC is limited or first, first words are limited liability. So if you're trying to separate yourself from any liability that could arise from that organization, then yeah, it makes sense to do it. Whether first dollar or, 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 or no dollars, you know, um, because if you're putting yourself out there, um, but then from the financial, uh, reasons, I tend to rely on individuals like you to come up with the best recommendation. Cause mm-hmm. what I find that every business is different, you know, it depends Absolutely. on the amount of profit that's coming through the amount of expenses they have, the structure, do they have employees, do they have partners, et cetera. Right. So it can mm-hmm. get a little complicated. I do not recommend to anyone uh, especially if you're creating a business with partners, you don't want to do that alone. You oh, want to get the help of um, a CPA mm-hmm. or a um, uh, someone that's in, uh, in in business formation. There are companies out there that can help you with it, but you want to get that consulting that goes along with it or talking to an attorney as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but get some help on doing that. Just don't don't do it by yourself and please don't sign any leases in your personal name unless you absolutely have to. But sometimes you're forced to do that because the business may not have any credit yet and they'll ask for a personal guarantee from the individual. I was in a situation like that before where I personally guaranteed my lease because my business was brand new. So they wouldn't let me sign with my business, but I had a lease. It was, we're talking $500 a month or something like that. I was like, ah, right. Minimum. And by the yeah. time you got to resign, you could probably put it in just your business name. I again. sure did. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not resigning unless you put in my business name. I won't, yes. I'll leave. And they <laughs> wanted me. So they yes. made it happen. They made mm-hmm. it happen. So I appreciate you sharing that. Appreciate you sharing that. Of course. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your experience with, um, with health insurance and business owners. Um, now are you offering health insurance for business? I know you're licensed to do it. Do you spend any time in that space? Um, just a little bit, but it's just more of like a, in a broker of getting them in the right space of what type of insurance that they can. So whether it's accidental or full on plan insurance, like their blue cross blue shield, um, just what do they need and what can they afford at this moment in time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I, I find that it's that time of year for those that are listening to these on time. Um, it is, it's October just about everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening, uh, unless yeah. you're listening to this at a different time of year, <laughs> right. but, uh, October is your open enrollment time. Um, mm-hmm. so for both businesses that have offerings for their employees and for a lot of individuals, if your employer is on a calendar year, then around now is where you're getting the email talking to you about your open enrollment changes that you have for your medical insurance changes for your, um, life insurance, disability, um, there's so many others that are out there, but all the different plans that, that your company is offering you. Uh, one of the things that I want to share with everyone is don't just blindly check the box and say, renew everything. Look at what the options are. Cause sometimes there's better options that are available. And the same thing with business owners, put, put your medical plan out for bid, see who has the best offer. You know, don't just blindly just, you know, just continue to to, to just re-sign these documents right. without putting some thought into them. Not um, only that, the property and casualty as well. Uh, what happens, a lot of people, they'll, like you said, sign up for insurance and they'll just let it renew every year. Um, and you just made me think of a situation when 
the tornado hit back in Dallas back in um, a few years ago. I think it was 2018. And I had a client who, when he, he started his insurance and he started off with like $50,000 of inventory. Obviously over the years, his business increased, revenue increased, inventory increased. So by the time the storm had happened, he had about $150,000 in inventory, but only up to $50,000 covered. Oh, Yes. So you have to make sure these insurance policies are updated according to your current standard of your business. It's incredible how small of a mistake can have such a big financial impact. Absolutely. Um, because really, I mean, all insurance is about is planning for the certainty of uncertainty. Okay. We don't know if a tornado is going to hit where it's going to hit until it's hitting. So you definitely want to make sure you're protected there. All right. So, well, Brittany, thank you so much for sharing with us some information about the business that you do. Um, I wanted you did offer to all any of our listeners that want to uh, connect with Brittany if, if for any of the services that, that she discussed, uh, she will offer up to one hundred and fifty dollars off. Uh, for services received. Now, that's not off of your insurance premium if you do insurance. No, no. <laughs> that's that's just off our we're talking, services. Yeah, yeah, we're talking bookkeeping tax services, tax prep. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. So just tell them you found her on the Manuscript Podcast. That's all you have to do. That's it. It's that easy. So, but we'll have her information uh, in the show notes below. So, Brittany, one thing that we do with all of our guests is we like to ask them about their um, their experiences that they have had with money, and okay. that's really what the Money Script is all about. So, Money Script, uh, it's I'm the founder of Money or co-founder. Alicia founded the Money mm-hmm. Script podcast with me, and uh, I am a financial advisor. Alicia is actually studying to get her CFP right now, so soon I'll be able to say we are financial advisors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our firm is is built on the concept that we all have these internal money scripts, sometimes known as money stories of uh, our relationship that we have with money and how we interact with it. And a lot of times these money scripts are developed at a very young age. Uh, so in the spirit of, um, uh, of, of our show, of the money script, we want to know from you, Brittany, what is your first memory of money? Um, whew, I've, I've had a lot of lessons, I'm gonna say about money. First, I would say my first encounter, especially, um, I know I used to steal a lot of my mom's change out of her car. <laughs> so I used to go steal. Steal is a very, yes. very so harsh parents, word. <laughs> for your we, parents, it might not be stealing. <laughs> yeah, we prefer you. She used to share. Yes, unintentionally. <laughs> unintentionally share yeah. her change that was in the car. Got it. Okay. Yes, until she got hip and, you know, she was no longer keeping that money in her car. And so I had to find ways, you know, if I wanted all my snacks and my Burger King in the morning, I had to make money. So I used to sell um, suckers in school. So I sold suckers and, you know, the little Kool-Aid packs where you put the Kool-Aid and the sugar. I did that as well. So that I would say that was my first... <laughs> Yep, I was. <laughs> I, I, st- was I still don't understand <laughs> why we did that. That was that. Man, we were a lot less sick then too because we were sharing a lot of germs. <laughs> a lot of germs. A lot of, we just and dip you know, your finger in somebody else's Kool Aid. <laughs> yes. What were we thinking? Yes, good times, good times. Mm. So yes, You're I like oh here, let me give you some chicken pox real quick. You don't yes. have it yet. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so what I'm hearing you say is that you were a hustler at a very young age. Yes. I and would you're say still that. still hustling a, today. Yes. 
still hustling today. So I know, I know that you have a little one. And as we mentioned earlier, um, money scripts are often developed at an early age. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you started to take any steps to introduce money to your child? Yes. Um, So there's, there's a lot of things that I've um, done to help set him up. I'm going to say financially. Uh, one of them is adding him as an authorized user for credit itself. And obviously that doesn't, he doesn't know this is going on, but um, my goal is for him to have an 800 credit score by the time that he's 18. And through these, he's two now. So next 16 years of his life, teach him about money and credit and the importance. So things that I've done to, um, I'm going to say, teach him about money is I let him pay for things. So if we're going to go get a drink, I will give him the money. Or if somebody come and delivers pizza, I will give him the money to get, to give a tip. So so funny. We were at Chick Fil A the other day, and um, I wanted another. Sh- I wanted to shake, and so I gave him my credit card, and I just watched him. I wanted to see what he was going to do. So I'm like, okay, go get mommy a shake. So he just went up there, and he knows. The credit card goes somewhere on this little machine. So he's like trying to like mess with the machine. And the lady's looking at him like, what is going on? I'm like, he's paying for a shake. <laughs> that's what he's doing. So that's my, I guess, little introduction now is just, okay, what are we doing with money? What is this credit card for? What's happening? Or, you know, trans, um, how is money? How is it being uh, transported, I guess, in hands and for what? And for goods and services. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. That sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. So tell us, Brittany, where can everyone find you? They can find me. um, Let me see. I'm at home. So no, (laughs) Uh, they can find me. My office is located on 35 in Mockingbird. It's where our office is located. We virtually, we work primarily from home most of the time, but that's where we will meet clients. So of course, anytime online, my email address is bkennedy at mymarnay.com. Our email, our website is mymarnay.com. We're on social media. If you go to mymarnay, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all um, mymarnay. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us on the Money Script Podcast. And thank you for engaging this conversation with us. And just want to remind everyone that we are approaching our 100th episode. This isn't it. This isn't 100. I think this is like 90. It's 91, I think, but we're almost to 100. So I want to say thank you to all of the listeners out there. Thank you for telling a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you for investing some time into growing your financial literacy and and finding ways to make better financial decisions for yourself. Uh, We'll be back. uh, Actually, I'll be back in 10 minutes because I have another interview starting soon. So in 10 minutes. For those of you watching on YouTube, yes, I'm going to have on the same shirt. Why would I change for what? (laughs) Uh, So we have another interview coming up. Uh, That interview is with Natasha Benson. I got to see her on the TED stage not too long ago. So I'm excited about having that that conversation with her. Um, We've got who else we have coming up? I can't. There's. I'll tell you at the end of Natasha's show. I'll make sure I look at what's coming up in the in the near future, um, so that you know what to look forward to. But again, we're looking forward to that 100th episode, uh, and it will that 100th episode will be dropping on January 1st. When else will we do it? Because it's you know it's already October, so we can do it January one. And I already know who the special guest is. I don't think I've told you all yet, have I? If I have, great. But if I haven't then I'm not going to say it now because hopefully I didn't say it already. Hmm, We'll find out until next time. We'll see you on the Munchkar podcast. Take care.
Thanks for joining us on the Money Script Podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes, subscribe, follow, and give us five stars. Continue to send your financial questions on Twitter or Instagram at The Money Script. Go to MoneyScriptWealth.com and schedule your complimentary consultation to discuss your specific goals and concerns. Financial advisory and investment management services are offered by MoneyScript Wealth Management PLLC, a registered investment advisory firm registered in the state of Texas and California and other states where exempt. The MoneyScript LLC and the MoneyScript Wealth Management PLLC and guests of the episode may have interest in the investments mentioned today. The opinions and views are expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation for any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a significant loss of principal. The MoneyScript nor MoneyScript Wealth Management offer tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax advisor or attorney for specific advice about your situation. Until next time.